This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guy Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And uh, the boys are back on the show. I had to do a solo show the last episode. And uh, the, the the boys, the Wellness Guys, the Brett's got out of his cave, Damien's found. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're back on the line. So, Damien, would you like to introduce our special guest for today's show? Oh, I really would, Lawrence. Um, we have two very special guys uh, joining us today on the, on the Wellness Guys um, one of them I've known for my whole life. Um, he's actually known me for my whole life um, and has been a mentor, a confident, uh, a rock, strength. He's, I've studied with him. I've played um, computer games in, in Midnight in Exhibition Street in the city when, we were stu- when I was studying. He was working, earning big bucks. And, uh, and another guy um, I, I recall from when I was very young was you know into the business of printing safe Ferris T-shirts and uh, – and um, multi-mix disco t-shirts. And I'm, t- I'm speaking of two guys that I've known for a long time who are very, very successful in their own right in business, in building careers, in understanding careers and understanding what it takes to be healthy in your career. I'm speaking of no less than the guys from Careers Unplugged, Stuart Hayes and Rich Sayer. Welcome, boys. Thanks, DK. Thanks, DK. Thanks, boys. Hey, have you got any of those t-shirts left, by the way? <laughs> Uh, no, I do. Um, do you? I, yeah, I do, mate. I've got one. Um, it's been I've been using it as a like a PJ top on cold wintry nights for a while. Oh, <laughs> nice. And even a sticker, even a bumper sticker. The, yeah, I used to have the bumper stickers, but I think I lost <laughs> them all on Black Saturday with the house. Um, uh, I think they were all uh, up at the hills. <laughs> Stu, Rich, I'm going to ask you first, Stu. Um, Obviously, now these days you're working a lot in the consulting field. You're doing a lot uh, from a CEO perspective. But your new thing, well, not really new thing because you've been doing this for quite some time now, but now you're helping people understand more about their journey in their career and their life. What's led you to the point now where you feel that there's a whole lot of – there's people out there that need help? How did you get to this point? <laughs> That's a really good question. I, I, just reflecting on my own career as you were saying that and uh, – I think you know for something that Rich and I feel strongly about is that it's important that you drink your own lemonade. You know, I you you practice what you preach. And if I look back across my career, and you talked earlier about you know a time when I was earning the big bucks, um, and certainly there've been periods of my career where I've been really successful in in a monetary uh, way, but actually in those times I was often not. Um, following the, the the main bit of advice I used to give everyone else, probably including you, which was to follow what you loved. That's, and, that's true. You know, I, I think that that actually that that had a huge effect on my health, as you know. Um, you know, I, I was prepared to to burn the candle and to work really long hours, and I did for a very long time. Um, but the toll was my health and my wellness, and and actually. What I used to say to everyone all the way through was, hey, you know, you've got to do what you love. But for me personally, um, I sort of was prepared to park doing what I loved to do what made money, thinking that I'll get around to doing the, the what I love part later. And, you know, 
I guess a really large part of about careers unplugged for me is is the the continuous revelation through all of our guests that actually it's the other way around. You know, do what you love, um, have that ripple of of uh, wellness and health emanate from that, um, and and just be patient and go with it. You know, and I think that's that's the message that the reason I'm involved with careers unplugged and. I guess I'm on this call to some degree is, is because that's something that's, that I want to make sure that everyone gets before I did, which was um, maybe a little late. <laughs> so, uh, so late. Stu, before we get on to Rich and get Rich's story as well, I'd really love to know from you, um, what was the tipping point? Like, What was the thing that really made you go, hey, this just isn't working? And, and then I guess what, were the, what was the first changes you started to make as a result of that? Oh, that's, that's just an excellent question to be honest, Brett. Um, because someone someone gave me a piece of advice about five years ago, which which was, they said they asked it in the form of a question. They said, "Stu, what's the only thing worse than going in the wrong direction?" And my mind sort of spun on that, and I said, "I don't know what is it." And they said, "It's going in the wrong direction with enthusiasm." And <laughs> I'm a guy who's pretty <laughs> enthusiastic, you know. I've got a high will, I've got high energy. I throw myself at things, and um, what I found was that. Um, looking right back across my whole life, I had countless episodes of going in the wrong direction with enthusiasm. But this one particular occasion was actually um, a business that I had started and it cost, uh, it cost me and my wife an immense amount of money. In fact, it cost our family everything plus another 247000 bucks. And the outcome of that was that our marriage went to the rocks. Um, we're still married, which is the best thing. Um, but frankly, it was a really, really hard time for me. And I guess it finally got me to ask some really deep questions about who I was, what I stood for, what was I doing, what did I love, um, and to question the model that, I would, the, that I'd been following, you know, to delay and, uh, happiness till later and to work hard now. And actually, it was that really was the catalyst to start um, reassessing things. Nice. And I think that brings up a really good point because, you know, you sort of say, well, the only thing worse than that is actually going enthusiastically in the wrong direction. <laughs> but I reckon the, wor- the, the only thing worse than that is actually doing nothing, right? Because at least when you go, go enthusiastically in the wrong direction, like at least you're changing something and at least it makes you go, oh, actually, this isn't working. And, and so it's kind of like, I think it's almost more dangerous than that are the people that just cruise along thinking they're going okay when they're not. Oh, that's true. That's really true. <laughs> I agree totally. It's rich, rich here. I, I agree totally. In fact, there's a really good story about uh, the Pentagon and these guys are trying to make some decision that had been sort of on, you know, sitting there for 10 years and and uh, no one could make a decision. I don't, don't know what it was about, but some Pentagon thing. And anyway, this uh, these these guys come in and they see the big general and, and the big general says, look, we'll go for option A, let's just do it, bang. And he just makes a decision on the spot where these greatest minds have been thinking about it for 10 years. And somebody asked the general, how did you make such a big decision so quickly? He said, it doesn't matter which decision I make, at least it will be moving. Mm. You know, and as long as you're moving, yeah. you can, you've got an opportunity to correct and adjust. Um, yeah, sitting on the fence, you're going nowhere and there is no opportunity to correct and adjust. And in fact, we interviewed a guy on Careers Unplugged the other week, Marshall Thurber, and he said actually the goal, the purpose of your goal is not to achieve it. It's just to stay in motion. Yeah. I love that. I That's love great. Marshall. And, Marshall Thurber is just absolutely sensational. 
Yeah. And yeah, a really lovely guy too, and and it was a great interview. Well, Good. well, Rich, I mean, talking about moving, I mean, mm. like looking at your career, like you've moved, you know, several times. And let's talk mm. about it for a sec, because you know, you went to um, after university, you went to Madison Avenue, New York, you know, moved all the way there, um, and uh, became an ad exec, you know, in the Big Apple, which is fantastic. But you know, after that, you found that you were missing that. You know, what Stu was talking about that passion. You felt that you were wanted to become a musician, and uh, even though you didn't know how to play an instrument, which is <laughs> fascinating. And so, but not only that, like you think that that would be a big thing, and then you became a musician. You played like over twenty five hundred gigs, and and uh, and then all of a sudden, like six years later, again, you just felt something was missing again, and then you dropped everything. And then you became, you know, obviously leveraging your experiences in the past and uh, became an entrepreneur. Um, and um, it would, so tell us about your movement and story about what you have learned of always continually moving and that movement, how it created health and wellness for you and your yeah, life. For sure. for sure. Well, look, I, I think my understanding of work, life, balance and careers came as a child by looking at my parents and... Uh, um, you know, I grew up in the seventies, and uh, and seeing my father work for one company for thirty eight years, uh, as was the way back then, and uh, and seeing him get laid off, made redundant, just like that, and the impact on his health and wellness, self esteem, all of those things really had a deep impact on me in my youth, and um, and I pretty much decided, even as a young kid, that I was going to work for myself at some point. I've never regretted taking risks or, you know, jumping, following my passion. I've regretted not doing it, um, you know, and kicked myself and said, oh, why didn't I do that earlier? <laughs> but uh, I've never never minded taking risks and going for things, even though they don't, don't always pan out the way you imagine. And uh, I guess that's that, that staying in motion and adjusting some changes, you know, going from marketing, advertising into music, you know, I felt like I had no choice. It, it was a passion inside of me I couldn't ignore and uh, it was just gnawing away at me and, and um, I went and did it and, you know, certainly didn't become world famous but had a, a great time uh, performing and playing music and, um, and then, you know, moving again into the um, agency side of things with Instinct, um, I've actually enjoyed that even more than them performing. So, you know, I think that developing yourself and, and developing your your career path in terms of following something that you're passionate about is is critical. In fact, there's the famous quote by Buddha, isn't there, that your work is to discover your work and then with all your heart give yourself to it. You know, if you're, if you're actually doing something you're passionate about, it's not really work. It's just tasks. You know? That's a great point. That's such a great point, Rich, because I know that both all three of us, Brett, Lawrence and I, are all very inspired by the work that we do. We love doing what we do and, uh, and we're all doing you know, this on a daily basis, but we would never actually ever call it work. Not, we don't actually say we've got to go to work and we don't actually say we've got to go to our job. We actually we say we're going to go to practice or we're going to go adjust or we're going to go and record or whatever we're doing. So it's because mm. we love it, we're passionate about it and it doesn't, it doesn't make us tired so often. And I, I know I look at you guys and I go, wow, you guys are pumping out some serious material. You're doing so much work or so much content at the moment. And I think to myself, wow, how do you do that? And of course, you must be inspired to do that. Do, do you reckon that um, having seen where you've come from, like 
retrospectively looking back and going, oh my gosh, what the heck was I doing? It's kind of helped you look at where you want to be in the future and that's the reason why you're doing what you're doing now. Stu? Um, well, for me, absolutely. You know, that, that's about the most absolute thing I can say, um, to be honest, because I made so many mistakes which, which have been in many respects just tuition, if you like, for me in life. Um, I don't want to make those mistakes again, but I also really want to make sure that I can help as many people as I can to not make the same mistakes I did. Um, you know, it, life is so simple and so beautiful when you start to follow your heart and you start to do what you love and you start to collaborate with people. And, and you know, I entirely agree with what you said earlier about it not being work. It's actually it's the activities I do each day and I do it every day and I hope I'm doing it when I'm, when I'm 100 not out, you know, mm, in, yeah. in fullness of time. man down. I just want to follow on for that. Um, Stu, you do sound very peaceful, very calm and I, there's been times in your life where you've sounded as frantic as what I feel sometimes. And uh, and so you sound very calm at the moment. How are you achieving your calmness? Is this part of you know what people should be doing in their career, or is it part of what people should be doing in their life? Is it going to help people? What are you doing? Uh, look, I think I think it really. I would put it down to two things. The first one is um, I do meditation every morning. You know, I get up. It's something I've done for about five years now, and you know, I do open heart meditation, and that's really helped me to become very present and to turn down the noise um, in everything I do. Uh, and also, I do something I love every day. You know, I mean, I love being involved in podcasts. I love um, getting up on stage. I love working with small groups. I love coaching. I love all those things. And accordingly, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, even, even if I haven't checked the diary before when I wake up in the morning, um, it's going to be great. You know, whereas once upon a time, I'd get used to get out of bed with knots in my stomach you know, reflecting on the things I had to do, the, the people I had to encounter. And, you know, that just is no way to live, which, which probably explains why such a large percentage of people who suffer heart attacks have been promoted in a job that they hate within the last two years. You know, they, mm-hmm. they it's, well, there's scary, no coincidence. Hey, yes. uh, I'm going to direct this one at you, Rich, because Stu's touched on something there and he's talked about sort of mistakes he's made along the way. And, and obviously, you know, you two have obviously had a few mistakes along the way that you've been able to learn from. But, but even more so, you've interviewed a whole bunch of people. You know, what are the common things in terms of when people have sort of gone wrong, you know, before they've managed to get themselves back on track? You know, what are the common themes that people are doing wrong, I guess, in their, in their life, but also in their career, in their workplace, that's, that is, I guess, stressing them out, that it's making them unhealthy, that's, that's driving them in the wrong direction before we start well, moving on to some solutions? Well, there's a couple of points there. Firstly, the point about mistakes. Uh, mistakes are critical to success. In fact, the only way you can succeed in life is through making mistakes um, because we live in a world of duality. You know, there's, there's up and down, left and right. And, you know, there's no straight lines in the universe. So everyone's going through this sort of self-correction, you know, uh, what's uh, the Bucky Fuller saying? We've got a right foot and a left foot, not a right foot and a wrong foot. Mm. And, and uh, so people, people need to be free to try things and to, to allow themselves to fail. And the most successful people are the ones that fail as often as possible. And they're not hung up about it. I mean, the, the most time-consuming and expensive part about learning is not getting it. 
you know, not not allowing the learning to take place, or and and owning the mistakes is is an important part of that. I think that um, with all the different people that we've interviewed on um, careers unplugged, it's it's been a case of um, evolving their their careers have evolved now. Some people are really driven by lists, you know, they're goal setters and they write lists and they they you know they're really list driven, and that's probably about half the people that we've interviewed. They're very very list oriented and goal oriented. And the other half have no lists, no goals, and are really just flow-based and they don't really have, you know, success, aspirations. They just keep going with what they feel is right. Would you say it's about 50-50, Stu? I'd say so. And, you know, like, well, they, well, they do what Marshall Thurber was saying, which is that they, they set a goal to get going, but basically they feel um, the pathway because yeah. they know that they could end up somewhere else that was way better um, and their, their goal, their original goal, might not have been the direction for them. So they just feel their way through. It's beautiful, Correct. actually. Mm. Yeah. Well, yep. guys, I mean, one of the things um, that I think we're all fortunate on this call is that we've sort of um, discovered, you know, what we're passionate about, and I'm sure we're all mm. constantly evolving and looking for new challenges as well. But the, for the listeners, I, I can guarantee you, some of them are listening, going, "Well, you know, it's great that you guys found your passion, but I haven't found my passion yet." Or they'll be thinking, you know, passion is one thing. Um, simply because, I mean, one of the stresses in life is financial stress. And, you Correct. know, you could be passionate about something, and but it may not be a fulfilling career just because you're passionate. Because I might be passionate in, say, I don't know, playing tennis, for example, but mm. I have no skill set whatsoever to play tennis professionally. <laughs> so what, yep. how do you address that? How do you, you know, how do you, you know, I think, you know, as, a, you know, we're talking about careers here and how it affects our health and stresses. And so just because we're passionate about something, it may not necessarily turn into a career. Stu, yeah. What do you think? Rich, uh, look, we we actually we actually identify that um, that's a big theme for a lot of people, and it and has been a theme in our lives as well. And and funnily enough, we actually have uh, a mechanism that we help that we've identified to help people through that process. Um, and we we have that in a coaching program called the Master of Me Coaching Program, actually. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a whole number of points um, that people need to to look at firstly to identify the things they love, secondly to validate that they really are things they love, um, thirdly to provide a, a practical overlay um, because at the end of the day you have to be responsible for yourself and your health and your wellness even on the journey towards getting to do what you love every day. You've still got to bring money into the household for example, you know, pay school fees, feed mouths or whatever depending on your circumstances. So. There needs to be a reality check um, and the reality check comes not only in that sort of early phase but also as you start to sharpen um, focus on, on your, what it is you love and what you might want to do, are you aiming too low? Are you aiming too high? You know, all these type of things. Um, so it's actually a, a very beautiful journey um, and I don't know that I can really <laughs> get into it in in a half an hour, to be honest, Rich, what do you reckon? Mm. Oh, look, I, I was one of those kids that was always jealous of, of my school friends that when they grew they said, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a doctor. And they knew exactly what they were going to be when they were moving forward. And I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. In fact, you know, I'm still working it out as I go. Um, you know, that that's – and to, to me, I think that's the critical takeaway to to not be – 
um, saying, oh, I need to know my passion so that I can, you know, get my career on track and follow my heart and so on and so forth. I think it's just about sort of uh, freeing yourself up to, to try things and experiment with things and, and see what you enjoy. And, you know, it could well be that your passion's tennis, but you make one hell of an attorney. And, uh, and, and that that is the right path for some people to, to have the balance. I mean, there's certainly uh, a lot of supporters in this fine land that follow AFL football that, that don't play AFL football. And, and, and it's a passion. So finding that right balance is an individual pursuit and uh, something that, that and is, it is, um, it is that thing where feeling kicks in as well, isn't it? You know, that absolutely. That, you know, that people will find they feel and they get guided to something that's where they should be. Mm. That's probably the most great, important. Part. Yeah, great point. So, by the way, uh, go the Tigers. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> go the Tigers. I was like, going to make the finals, but if we make the finals, I'll be happy. <laughs> they haven't been too many weeks to be able to uh, chip in this year, Damo, so it's good that you've been out of this week. Oh, oh no. Nice. Stuart Seven and goals. I have been very uh, upset. But Rich, um, I just thought I'd ask you a question here because you mentioned something that just triggered me in my thought process. Yeah. How can you define a career? Like, is, is a career just something that you turn up to? Um, is, is a career um, as a as a doctor or as a, a career as a um, you know somebody in the entertainment industry? Is is that just because you've got a career? Does that mean that's what you do? Is that who you are from now well, on? Well, that is a really good point. Mm-hmm. And and you know <laughs> what we're talking about uh, a lot in our um, coaching program is about being. Because we're called human beings, not human doings. And, you know, uh, the other area... <laughs> it's so many metaphors and uh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, <laughs> well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of training. It's a uh, whole lot. You, yeah, look, there's, there's another thing in there which is busyness. And, you know, we live in an age where people say, you know, we used to say, how are you doing or are you well as a greeting? You know, hi, are you well? You know, these days people say, you busy? And if you say no, they look at you like you're a failure. You know, like we are so busy as a society. We're jamming in ridiculous hours and, you know, it's, it's like we're missing out. People feel like they're missing out if they're not running ridiculous schedules and being really busy. And I think um, somewhere in between that, you've got what it, whatever you, is your career. But your career is not who you are. You know, your career is is... is yeah, partially, partially what you do. But we actually have on the show a bit of a, a running joke that it could be a, a noun or a verb with the word career. So it could be, you know, an occupation undertaken for some time with prospects of progress or it could be, you know, a verb like the car careered off the road and went into a hedge. And, and for a lot of us, for a lot of us, it's, it's both, you know, that our careers are sort of both the they're our occupation and, and hopefully something that allows us to grow as an individual and, and develop ourselves over a period of time. It, they say that the average person these days will have at least seven major career changes in, over the course of their career, which I think is wonderfully healthy. So career kind of means journey. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, when does your career start? When yeah. you're at school? When you graduate from university? 
with your first job, in my case, it was a parking and instructor at VFL Park you know, <laughs> nice, nice. on Saturday mornings, coming back to the Tikes. Um, so, you know, and, and actually, when, with a lot of our guests on Careers Unplugged, there was a whole series of them that every single person started as a paper boy. Mm. <laughs> and, and we thought, well, that, that, is, that is the key to success. Is, that was yeah. me, Rich. I was there. Same. There you go. <laughs> All of us. So, uh, um, Stu, it, it's really interesting what we're talking about here because we're sort of talking about careers and it's not that traditional sense of, well, you've got to find a good job and stick with it for the rest of your life and, and have your whole life mapped out in front of you and goals and timelines. And, you know, it always seems like what we're talking about here is something we talk about a lot in the chiropractic community and we talk about something we call present time consciousness, which is really about just, you know, really being intent on what you're doing right now, focusing on what you're doing right now and, and doing what you're doing right now really well. And, you know, is, is that sort of what we're saying? Like, it doesn't have to be such a structure and a plan and a, you know, a forever thing. It's like, just, well, let's just enjoy what we're doing now. Let's do it really well. And then, you know, later on, we can figure out what the next step is. Well, you've hit a, on a, upon a really um, personal theme for me, actually, with that question. Because for me, it is all about that. It's actually, you know, being in the present moment and doing whatever it is you're doing with your best effort, your best physical effort at the time. Um, and feeling your way forward, you know, that's sort of like the summary of, of um, what I've learned and what I've learned from the show in particular. Um, and where is that going to take me in the future? I don't know, but I know that when, when I've followed that as a general approach that my level of happiness has just gone through the roof, you know. Life is satisfying. Uh, look, you know, there's always some uncertainty, no question. Um, but I just really just look forward to whatever comes with optimism and Hey, you know, I just keep doing my best and that's my part, I guess. Guys, we got about five minutes left on the show and I would love to hear, you know, from all the interviews that you've done so far, and I'm sure there's plenty of more and plenty of interviews coming up. I'm sure some great stars coming up. I think rock stars of Brett Hill may be coming up on the show later on. <laughs> um, but more, more importantly, I just want to know, what have you learned so far? What's the, what's the top three things you've learned from interviewing all these great people on the show? And, uh, you know, how to have their decisions or, you know, their, I guess, thought process have changed uh, your thoughts on careers? Well, um, you, go, you go first on this, Rich. I'll, I'm going to have to mull on this one. Yeah, okay. Um, firstly, something that strikes me by interviewing people from all walks of life, from a ninja to a gardener to a comedian to a rock star to authors to health practitioners, so many different careers. Everyone is so interesting. Everyone's journey is interesting. Everyone's made mistakes. Everyone's needed a hand at some point. And when you mix preparation and opportunity, they call it luck. But everyone's journey is just full of, of, of dynamic value. In, and when you actually... Um, open yourself up to learning from other individuals who are in a completely different career path in a completely different journey. There's so much to learn from everyone. There, it's, that's the thing that I've learned the most from these interviews is just firstly how interesting everyone is and yet how similar we all are and that doesn't really matter what your career is. It's about you know overcoming those obstacles, finding the strength to continue when you're down and and um, finding inspiration to to go for something that is 
at start just a dream and yet, you know, in many cases becomes a reality. That, that to me has been the, uh, the biggest lesson that, yeah, everyone has so much to offer and, and needs the same things in order to get there. Stu, what are your insights? Um, look, I, I would say, I mean, I just want to, um, I think we've picked up on a couple of them already, you know, follow your heart, work hard, you know, those type of things that are really, really essential. Mm. But ones that are perhaps a little bit um, more or maybe a bit more surprising to me, um, how, how people who collaborate with others when, they, when they're creating something in their career path and they're not being possessive but they're doing the part that they love and they're collaborating with other people who do the parts that they don't love um, they seem to be really, really happy, in fact, and they just stick mm. to, the, to their little small part and they do it really, really well. Um, and also, you know, I'll share a story from when we interviewed Matthew Richardson, the um, AFL player, and he talked about how well, I asked him how he celebrated and he said, you know, you'd celebrate for a very short period because um, the siren would sound and you'd be jubilant. You'd run around, you'd embrace um, your teammates, you'd go back down the players' race into the room and you'd sing the song and you'd sit back on the bench and you'd be pumped. And he said then he was already starting to get anxious within 10 minutes of the end of the game about the game the following week. Mm. Mm. Whereas the people who, and I'm not saying Richo's not happy because he's having a great life and a great career, but, but if you can do what you talked about earlier, which what Brett talked about in the chiropractic world as well, about being present and being here and now, then you don't have that. And those people that are able to find that element to be right here and now um, in whatever they're doing, they seem to be really the happiest of all. People who kind of go after um, a relentless career, you know, creating a legacy. And Michael Jordan did the same thing. Every time he won a championship, he would put up a, a fin- um, you know, the number of fingers, and it was always one more mm-hmm. than the championship he already won. You know, so mm-hmm. if once he won the second champion, he had a, you know, you know, three fingers up because he was thinking about the third championship and so on and so forth. And uh, he kept on going. So that's a, a true uh, legend, and uh, and it's basically the pursuit of you know doing more in life. Guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I think one of the things about um, you know having you guys careers unplugged on the wellness couch has been fascinating because I think people, you know, we spend more time on our careers and and work really than almost anything else. And so it's so important to be able to learn the lessons and experience from all those people you've interviewed so far and will continue to interview so that we can kind of grow from there too as well. So thank you guys for all you do. Oh, thanks for having us thank on the you. show. Thank you, guys. Guys, go to uh, careersunplugged.com. Is that where we can find more information about you guys? Is there other websites? Careersunplugged.com or thewellnesscouch.com. Two good venues. Fantastic. At careersunplugged.com, we've got a bunch of information where a lot of our guests provide things that you can access as well, which is which a very appreciated gift from them. Yeah, and, and outtakes, is that right, boys? Some, some bloopers, some outtakes? I there there might be some stuff there. The, yes, there are, uh, yeah. and there's a, we, we always record a whole bunch of other things that haven't been released on uh, iTunes that people can listen to as well. <laughs> ah, there you go. Fantastic. <laughs> well, go sign up for careersunplugged.com, guys. And, um, you know, for those of you guys on Facebook, come to facebook.com slash thewellnessguys or the wellness couch. Like us there on Facebook. Share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and leave a comment there too. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. And let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. 
Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. It's less than 100 days until the Wellness Summit and we are jumping out of our skins to be with you at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17, 2014. If you want to take your summit experience to a whole new level, then I urge you to join us as a VIP. This year, we have two VIP levels, not just one, two. We have gold and platinum. Both include front row seats, DVD recordings of the event, goodies from our speakers, intimate VIP-only time with the speakers, and massive vouchers, which can be used on future wellness couch events and products. To take your summit experience to the next level, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. But be quick, VIP spots are limited, and they will sell out. See you at the summit. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.